This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. My two best friends that don't know they're my friends, Ben and Jerry, have teamed up with Netflix as a joke and come out with something extra special and extra hilarious. That is, I'm talking about punchline ice cream. Punchline is the perfect accompaniment to all your favorite Netflix comedies from stand-up specials to hilarious movies and shows. Okay, so Punchline is brown butter, bourbon, and almond ice creams with roasted almonds and chuckles of cherries. It's very good. Uh, it's nuts and bourbon. How can it not be good? Here, Here's the thing. I like to pair my little late night Ben and Jerry's with a little late night Big Mouth. While we're talking Netflix comedies, the new season of Big Mouth, it's a show that I'm, uh, you know, allowing myself to ha- uh, have uh, one episode at a time. I'm not binging it, is I guess what I'm saying, because I want to savor it, much like my ice cream. So I have a little bit of ice cream and, a, and one episode of Big Mouth every night. And I'll tell you what, that, my friend, is a good I almost cursed a good night. So do yourself a favor. Grab a pint to enjoy with your favorite Netflix comedies anywhere ice cream is sold or find a new favorite at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Dig into Ben and Jerry's punchline anywhere ice cream is sold or get a new favorite. Might I recommend one of the cores, the ones that have like a dough core in the middle? Uh, Those are Awesome. I keep almost cursing. That's how good Ben and Jerry's is. I almost curse in their ad reads. B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y dot com. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the worst downstairs neighbor in pandemic. Johnny G, the number one fuckboy. All you gotta do is trust me. Standing six foot two, 285 pounds, hailing out of the island that is long. It is Johnny G, John Gabras. Joining me as always in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabras. Arthur, give him a shout out. No shout out from Arthur. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, first time guest, longtime friend. You know him as Lil Mookie B. I know him as Mookie B. He's not Lil in my heart. It's Mookie Blakelock. Wow, thank you. <laughs> wow, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Long time friend, huh? Yeah. Well, I 
do you're one of those people that I feel I'm gonna just say it now where I upon meeting you doing improv for humans or comedy bang bang you just made me laugh more than other people and we have you I, you put off a similar vibe to myself you're one of, the way I heard it out is if someone knew both of us they'd be like oh Mookie you got to meet Gabrus or oh Gabrus you got to meet Mookie which I of think course. is a high compliment as from a narcissist like myself, <laughs> the highest compliment I could pay is I Thank think you. we're pretty similar. So I like, yes, <laughs> I agree. I, I did. And I didn't bring that up to be like, uh, we're not friends, bro, but it's, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know you as well as I know a lot of other people. Same. Yeah. So I'm honored. I'm humbled. We're, I don't we're know like you the, as well as other people know. I, I you're, I don't I know you as well as say like my mom or my dad, or <laughs> I definitely hang out with people more. Not like now pandemic is like a great equalizer, but I've definitely hung out with people that I like less than you more than I've ever hung out with you. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. There are people yes. who are way more in my life who I I would <laughs> love to switch you out with, but that would make no sense to the dynamic. My man, I got, I don't have a bad word to say about you. I wish you were one of my wife's coworkers. <laughs> uh, I do, need a job. Don't we all? Yeah, dude. I wish I was my wife's coworker. I'm just her fucking IT department living. I would in, kill uh, for a coworker. <laughs> Yo, well, that's the other thing, too, is I, I've talked about this previously, but we are co we're like co-workers that work on different floors where it's like yes. every once in the elevator, it's like, hey, uh, we're at the same ASCAT or we're at the same comedy bang bang or yes. uh, crossing paths uh, backstage or whatever. And that dynamic is gone. And like we I or we'd run into it more likely also in the waiting room of a lot of several auditions. Uh don't worry, you've never seen uh, either of us in those things, but we, we, we're, we're hanging, we're, we're doing great bits. We're we fun. did not become the Bruise Brothers. <laughs> no, that is that is true. We are not the Bruise Brothers. Hey, you know, bullet dodged, however you want to phrase it. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, hey, shit, you take know what that, I, Mike Castle, former guest of the podcast. We're happy for him. Um, oh, I uh, would have taken it in a fucking heart. I, like, that's the thing. Of like, I'm like, ooh, that did not do that well. But if it was me, I would be... You know, I'll be the rationalization guy that I always am. I'm like, well, it's actually like a good time for a comedy like that. Like the, <laughs> whatever I'm doing is always like the perfect time to do something. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say one other thing that I feel like links us. And I, I wonder if this is something you've talked about before is that like we're husky guys. Oh, yeah. It's come I think up we're once thought, in a while. I think we're thought of. I think we're thought of in the same uh uh, yeah. Not that it's it's I don't know if it's a fraternity that we both have like an unspoken fraternity that we're like we understand, but you know, when we show up at the same auditions and callbacks is because they're looking for a type. they're not yeah. Yes. Well I they're not funny. looking for my raw talent, regardless <laughs> yeah, yeah. of <laughs> Trust me, I've learned over the course of the last 15 years, no one's looking for my raw talent. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that, too. Uh, well, let's just dial in and get even more specific, because mm. there are a ton of thick, husky, overweight male comedy actors. But I think you and I mm. are a subgenre in there where it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh -huh. Follow me okay. here. All right, all right. <laughs> where where uh, we are like... I would say we look like we could be, you know, offensive linemen or hockey players more than yes. uh, we're overweight actors where we're little, we're thick boys. 
We're thick boys, and I we think have th- we're broad old. shoulders, big arms, yes. you know, that kind of uh, proportion. Yeah, we have little gunts, but, you know, the rest of us, <laughs> that's we're, a gunt slash yeah. cunt for the listeners. We're not the guy, we're not the guy who's like, can I have another piece of pie? Or we're, we're like, we're like the guy who's like, who's like, um, Oh shit! Now hey, I can't no think of a pie, you fat fuck. <laughs> yeah, no more pie, you fat fuck. You got wrestling tryouts tomorrow. Yeah, we got we got ex jock energy. Yeah, we got That's a little muscle. Assistant coaching energy is what yes. we got. I love. I I think I often I think people who don't know me think that I'm a jock sometimes because like I this sounds so fucking stupid. This is because you're because like, you're a bro who has muscular development. You're a, you're a little bro-ish energy and you have biceps. So and people I just like assume. football and the Patriots and like, <laughs> I think people, um, I think people maybe think that I'm like a jock asshole and then they get to know me and they find out I'm like this brilliant kind of like comedian guy. <laughs> poet kind of Co- like <laughs> a poet slash humorist more or less. Brilliant, uh, sensitive, <laughs> smart, just kind of just, you wouldn't think that when you look at me. Well, I think that is part of it too. Is that we're both softies on uh, on mm-hmm. the inside or at at our hearts, which is part of that dynamic. Also, you really do remind me of a guy I played rugby with who is also from Boston. And if he's listening, Bill Mullen, you should look up what Mookie Blake like looks Bill like. Bill Mullen, yeah, that's his name. <laughs> you know Bill Mullen? Wait, is there no? Is no, that, I'm just kidding. I was about to say. Is that a famous athlete that I'm not aware of? <laughs> yeah, he's my friend. His name's LeBron James. He seems yeah. rich. I don't know what he does for a living. I, I don't want to trick you into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's six foot eight and black. I don't want to guess what he does for a living. <laughs> be be wrong again. Fooled myself big time with Snoop Dogg <laughs> when I met Snoop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Let me guess. Baller, shot caller. Uh, yo, so. How did we stumble upon that we're both obsessed with the movie Cable Guy? Uh, so, okay. So, I remember. You, don't worry, I got this. You posted an Instagram story of an old picture of you, and I thought you looked like Jack Black from the Cable Guy. Yes. With your little wispy hair that went out to the sides. Bingo! My <laughs> three sons! <laughs> A little show called Bewitched. Um <laughs> And uh, I I messaged you and said, does anyone ever tell you that you look like Jack Black from The Cable Guy? And then you like quoted The Cable Guy back at me. And we did that a couple of times. And you said, you should come on my podcast and we'll talk about The Cable Guy. (laughs) And then silence for months. (laughs) (laughs) I Well, you upset me. And I don't want to beg. I don't want to be like you're like you're the doughboys and people are like, please, could I be on your podcast? Oh, that's fucking pathetic. No, if you're going to beg to be on a podcast, the doughboys has a little <laughs> bit wider reach. Do not beg for this one, please. Just follow up because I don't remember. And the, I, the, I'm sure you're getting here, but then you we have this in the uh in the books and i email you this morning i'm like hey just real quick we need a topic and you're like you had mentioned cable guy i was like oh i'm an asshole yes of course that's no what no we you're t- not an asshole <laughs> you got a lot of podcasts to, to keep track of hey yeah uh, you know i am feeling the stretch of being a one person podcast empire aka mm. i mean if i had any other employees w- we wouldn't be turning a profit but for one for me just mm. me it's getting a it's a little difficult. I'm not good at emailing, mm. scheduling, and anything that involves Dropbox and shit, which we, I think we briefly talked about when uh, we did your podcast. That's 
the new normal. Like I previously did not know how to smile in pictures or memorize lines. That's gone. <laughs> now I don't know how yep. to do Dropbox or Zoom. Like now I have to learn completely new non. I used to just be okay. Just learn how to be funny. Now it's like my my tech. I'm learning tech mostly. I'm an IT department in my house for me and my wife working yes. from home. That's how I feel. Well, it's weirdly because now working on this own podcast, this own my own podcast. Well, we'll plug later. Yeah, no, but, no. But I'm saying I'm pointing at you because you sounded like Lil Mookie B when you said uh, this yes. own podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know where Lil Mookie B ends and I begin. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that's just the fucking burden of a strong actor. Like, yeah, that's what you have I'm to starting c- to dream as little Mookie B. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, I I'm like a very like I love being organized and I love like it's like you know it's my control issues you know from my father. But um, <laughs> but like I love like I have all my tabs open. I know exactly when when somebody's scheduled for the thing. I send them the Zoom link here and I say this exact thing and I have it saved in a document. So I copy and paste it. And like I like editing audio and I like piecing it together. I like doing it by myself. I don't want anyone to help me. Oh, and it's awesome. probably a bad thing, but it's also like <laughs> the only thing that I've spent time on in the last three months or whatever. Because <laughs> there's fucking nothing to do. So I'm just like, at least I'm busy. Yeah. Oh, and also with my own w- psychosis. Once the water wars uh, wipe out, you know, some of the coasts in uh, 2021, you'll have audio editing experience that will help you in the liberal army or whatever. Yes. yes. <laughs> when, when we're, whenever we're fighting against uh, uh, the Boogaloo boys in the streets yes. of uh, we need Century this message City. sent out to the resistance. OK, um, do you need it to? I know how to make it fade at the end. <laughs> Is it a quick time? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I can only do wave files. Can you yeah. convert this to a wave file before See, you? See, you send? have to go to edit, uh, show, um, show modification, and then, <laughs> uh, I'm and then lo- you- you're over my head completely. Yeah. If I'm not being walked through something by a tech person, I have no clue what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, decibels going up actually mean down. Okay. Okay, <laughs> you're fired from the army, right? <laughs> um, I Cable Guy is one of those movies, and this is like a specific genre of movie for me. Is it was on during us? It was on HBO in HBO uh-huh. rotation during a summer. If yes. that happened at some point in in between 1980, you know, 1991 and 1999 if a show if a movie was on HBO that summer, I know yep. it by heart. Whether yep. it's uh The Last Castle with Robert Redford and James Gandolfini or Cable Guy. And Cable Guy it, when I first saw that movie, I thought it was the funniest thing. And then when I 10th saw that movie, I thought it was like beyond. I couldn't get over it. And then famous in Gaber's family lore is my brother slept in my room one night on the floor and we talked through line by line wow. cable guy. And cause we had watched it so much. And then also would be like, Oh shit, 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 shit. We forgot the whole, and we would jump back and pick it up from like, we forgot the whole rearrange your house for you. you got a little beep sweeps and cre- whatever that whole thing. We're like, okay, let's do that. And we would like, Kind of, and we were like, "Ooh, ooh, wait!" I think she says, and it was insane, and it was just pure. What do you want to, whatever you want to call that, pure OCD on display, pure comedy fandom on display. I felt like yes, an insane freak, but I love this fucking movie. That's crazy to me. First of all, I'll say 
it's it's one of my favorite movies. I think it's my favorite comedy. And I think that it's this is only my opinion, but I think that it's the best Jim Carrey performance. And I think that it is like top five comedic performances of all time. Holy shit. Yeah. I got to say, because because Ace and Dumb and Dumber are so good. They are so good. But it, yeah, that's just funny. him being fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. He's this is. And I, I just re- I rewatched like another hour of it uh, this morning before we got on. And it is his best performance. It's because so- it's dark because it's dark and it's sad and then also insanely funny. Yes. So it's like weirdly hits. It's got that Ben Stiller energy, which I like to like the darkness behind the or the realistic what that really means for him. Like when they sh- and I probably saw this movie 25 times before the flashbacks to his childhood even like landed on me yes. as to like how fucked up and twisted this poor kid's life. Is. Yes, <laughs> it's like he it's it's like a performance to me where he makes really silly choices in some parts of it. And then it's like hardcore real in some. And he also like he's talking with a weird lisp, but it's like it's like real and not necessarily like he talks funny, but it's not like being played for comedy. Yeah. So it's like hard to explain. It's like really I think it's so good and so subtle and weird. And it's like a weird, like it's Jim Carrey doing a silly voice, but it's way, way deeper than an Ace Ventura or a mask or something like that. It's very like it, it was, it seemed like the first movie. Cause I remember it was like, I had I, me and a friend, my friend, Alan Ween, we would go Alan Ween, Alan Ween, you know, Alan Ween, <laughs> 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 Me and my buddy Ween. <laughs> and we would go see from Ace Ventura. We like love Jim Carrey. So we would go see all the Jim Carrey movies when they came out. So we saw Ace Ventura. We saw The Mask. Uh, we saw Dumb and Dumber. And I think we saw, I, we might have honestly not seen Cable Guy, but I remember those three were like, Jim Carrey's this really funny guy. He was the guy from In Living Color. And then Cable Guy, I remember like not even really getting the first time. And it was an HBO movie for me too. I, I definitely saw it in the theaters along the run of loving everything that Jim Carrey puts out from Fire Marshal Bill up until this point. And I definitely thought the cable guy was pretty funny when I saw it, but yeah. not not in the enjoyment I got out of it until I grinded with it on HBO. Yes. Until I started watching it like a couple of times a week in random chunks, like from the middle, from the beginning, uh, a random 25 minutes in the middle hair plugs and those hair plugs and like just random parts are just burned into my head. Cream and in his cream in his pants. pants. <laughs> pants. <laughs> Call me. We'll talk about it. Cable. Me and my brothers leave the voicemails from this movie nonstop to each other. Oh I was my in the God. shower. I heard the phone rings ever happened to you. Call me. We'll talk about it. <laughs> just, <laughs> Uh, or him him doing like him just like weird choices of him going like this is a comment card please mail it in when I am done <laughs> just like the way he decides to say a thing is just like I- I've stolen so much um, like comedic performance inspiration from him in that movie. Yes. Or like the amount of stuff I borrow from that and just go like, okay, or what you know, like just weird <laughs> and. You're, you're pauses kinda, and faces it's the best you touched on it a little bit and it was just uh he is talking weird he is 
firing out non sequiturs. But part of the reason why I think it works extra hard on me is again, it really hit like later on in life when I was rewatching is like, I had a like less depressing, but very similar childhood of like, Mm. Hey, I'm your mom. I'm a nurse. And your dad works in TV and you're home after school for five hours every night by yourself. And it was just like, TV was everything to me. And it was weird that I, in hindsight, what I'm thinking about is my parents are both at work. It's the summer. And me and my brothers are watching a movie about a guy who's fucked up because he spent his entire childhood watching (laughs) movies. And it's like, holy shit, we did that. (coughs) And uh, going back to what you said, it's, it is wacky voices. It is these non sequitur choices. It is like the bing, like a lot of like the silly, like tone changes and stuff. But in Ace, it's because he's like a weird guy. In Dumb and Dumber, it's because he's really dumb. In The Mask, it's because he's possessed by this uh, ancient spirit, whatever. In Cable Guy, it's because he's a desperate loser. Yes. And that backstory informs all those decisions. So even the, co- it's like, uh, you know, and the password is like anything that is just kind of funny has this whole other layer where it is kind of scary that he's at your house. It is kind of yes. scary that he rearranged your shit. It is kind of scary that he knows he's about like your an act. insane, like manipulative sociopath who's like, and, and yeah. it's, it always was an interesting thing to me. The premise of that movie where, and I, I also will say that like, this is a big solidifying moment of like, I'm such a huge Ben Stiller fan. I think he is like one of the best things to happen to comedy. And I think he's great. And I don't care about any shitty movies that he made. Like, I think he's amazing. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, everyone you love has made shitty movies. Ben Stiller has done so much good in like the wheel of comedy and yes. from, from producing, directing, writing all that shit. And yes. And that's what I, this movie has that Ben Stiller energy too of like the weird dark parts of Zoolander where you're like, oh yeah, that is like a sick thing that these guys yes. l- lit themselves on fire or whatever. But that the premise of this movie is like um this this is like probably more of a thought that I had when I was like in college or whatever, but I was like like who thinks of a movie that's about like a cable installer who is like desperate to be friends with people? It's like a, it's one of those, like, yeah, I would never think of that idea. Cause I'm not smart enough. <laughs> right. And it's, and it's like an, a, a non pitch in a weird way. And then when you watch the movie, you're like, everything is justified. All the, there's so much fun shit going on in this movie. And Broderick, we're talking about, uh, if we're talking about Stiller and Carrie Broderick Let's is go there inspired straight man casting yes he's so he's i mean it's not inspired he's he's legendary at this he's like so good at this and he's on full display here. yes i think the best delivered line in that entire movie is when they're in the van after they go and hang out at the satellite for the first time (laughs) and he he goes you know i never got your name and he goes my name's ernie douglas but my friends call me chip and then he uh, jim carrey he smiles and then matthew broderick is like long pause and he goes um goodbye when he gets <laughs> out of the car and that line makes me laugh as much as any other line in that right. movie right and it's because the world is so it's weirdly bleak <laughs> the world that they all live in even like and then that moment is i saw that this morning and it made me fucking laugh because it is you're like okay chip like i feel yeah. like i feel like that comedy the i'm uncomfortable around you now 
has like obliterated other comedy recently. Like I feel like yeah. not recently. I'm talking like in the last five or ten years. I guess so much of like okay, chip, and then like getting out of the car yeah. or whatever. You know, like that happened. Yeah. So that happened. <laughs> Yikes! All right, Mookie. <laughs> Moving on. You know, like <laughs> just shit like that, which I do. I, I I admit to it. But that fucking moment where he's like. Goodbye. It's like so fucking real. Of like, yeah. what it is what you would say in that moment. Like yes. that's the other thing. Is like Broderick's reactions are frequently like he's trapped into making the choice. Like the basketball yes. scene. Like a lot of comedies now feel like. And how are we on the same honeymoon cruise? Like who yes. cares? And like this movie. Like all the choices you see Broderick get like beat down. Every like yes, he's. Carrie is already so weird when he installs his shit that, but he had heard from Jack Black about the $50 upgrade for all the, uh, and he's like, yes, you know, he doesn't even want to add like, he's so yeah. stressed. And like, he's a, he's a loser. He, he's a beta. He's afraid to ask for the pleaser. things he wants a people pleaser. So he's like, when he's like, I had heard. And then you just, that moment, it's such a minor thing, but the power shifts to Jim Carrey yes. so hard. He has you like mean blackmail. illegal cable? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which you have just done is illegal, and in this state of convicted, you could be fined up to $5,000 or spend six months in a correctional facility. Come on, and then he says facility like that? It's so yeah, good. Facility. Yeah, facility. Uh, uh, it's uh, such a relatable, like, um, just like, you know, being, having plenty of, plenty of people pleasing tendencies in my own life to like watch that movie and go, Oh, this is like a guy who's like, I don't want to say no to this guy. And then he goes and hangs out with him. And at the beginning, he's sort of like, you know what? You're not a bad guy. I'm going to listen to you. And then it gets to the point. And that's one of my favorite parts of that movie in the basketball scene. When they just do a shot of him looking at Jim Carrey and going, Holy shit. This guy is insane. Yes. It's right after the, and everyone uh, thinks he's post. my friend. What's yes. it called in basketball? When you post like you uh, check when you, uh, Oh yes. He's like, he blocks. So I forget what that fucking, why can't I think of this? I'm so embarrassed, but I'm like, start this off calling us ex jocks. And I'm like, he, uh, he, uh, <laughs> he like drills the guy to the ground, hits him with like the, and, inspired score to have filter cranking during yes. this scene is so awesome and then he like fight and you hey just man, cut nice shot yeah <laughs> it's like oh weird you guys play here too huh I, just all that shit and then you see broderick be like wait this is kind of weird yeah and then that fucking layer in when uh you're talking about that look he gives him where he's like huh and he's like come on man what's the game between friends he's like we're not friends yeah and then he goes well, let's fix that. How about we uh, yeah. go grab a Heineken at the bar? Buy a Heineken. <laughs> but you're right. That look he gives him where he's like, fuck. And this guy's like, you know, stage five clinger, too. He's like, shit, we're not, I'm not getting out of here anytime with this dude. Um, yeah, it's that part's really awesome. And then I was going to say there's like a lot of, um, there's so many good, like everything is a set piece. In this movie where you can be like the basketball scene, the medieval times scene, the password scene, right. the, um, the, uh, uh, oh shit, I'm, I'm forgetting now, but it, it's just like these, like, oh, each one is their own little contained thing. And then it keeps go. Oh, the karaoke scene is the other one oh, I was yeah, thinking yeah. about. <laughs> <And then I. laughs> you got honey in your voice tonight, Raul. <laughs> 
Well, good morning, sleepyhead. <laughs> you look like a whole new man. Yeah. I paid this time. You pay next time. <laughs> so and I made you breakfast and scramby eggs. <laughs> For over 80 years, Fram has been a leader in automotive filtration because that's the only thing they do. Filters. Want to protect your well-oiled machine or breathe easier when driving? Fram has the right filter for every kind of driver. Fram oil filters are American-made, tough, and feature sure-grip technology. No slip grip for easy install and remove, even with an oily hand or glove. Fram cabin air filters out contaminants like exhaust fumes, allergens, and pollution. With the power of arm and hammer baking soda, you can breathe easy with an odorless interior. Find the filter that's right for you and go to Fram.com today. That's F-R-A-M.com. No matter how you drive, Fram has the right filter for you. So head over to Fram.com, F-R-A-M. Dot com and find your perfect filter today. Superior protection is only a click away. Fram.com. World Series of Poker. Now, this is the kind of World Series I can actually play in. I mean, physically. I'm not actually that good at poker either. But I got to say, the app itself is a lot of fun. Uh, the World Series of Poker app, for me, I, I haven't dove in too much. I was just playing some Hold'em. But the animations that, uh, you know, when you win or like chips are scattered or this happens or you get a bracelet or whatever, the like it really gives me a feel of being in a casino. So I don't know if that is important to you, but for me, I enjoy the excitement, the lights, the flashing, the noise of winning and getting to play, getting to play a little poker, something casinos are going to probably be the thing that opens last. So for me to get on, get to do a little poker playing is always going to be a good time. I can't. Like, <laughs> I can't talk about it enough. And then start giving me the noises, the let blow. And you can't play World Series of Poker. Like, you can't go up against Chris Moneymaker or Phil Ivey or anything like that in real life without potentially losing serious money. But with World Series of Poker, you have, uh, you know, you got virtual cash games and tournaments. You can play in casino mode against the house. Uh, it's as close to the real thing as you get without the $10,000 buy-in. Uh, what's the holdup? Download the World Series of Poker app in the Apple App Store or on Google Play and Amazon Now. And don't forget to use my promo code WSOPMIGHTY, W-S-O-P-M-I-G-H-T-Y, for 1 million bonus chips when you sign up. That's 1 million bonus chips when you download the World Series of Poker app using promo code WSOPMIGHTY. Let me just remind you that. Use the promo code WSOPMIGHTY. Uh, W-S-O-P-M-I-G-H-T-Y for 1 million bonus chips when you sign up. 1 million bonus chips when you download the World Series of Poker app using promo code W-S-O-P-M-I-G-H-T-Y. Get it. Good luck, players. I was going to say, too, before, when you said that's it's crazy to me because I don't have any brothers and sisters. I'm an only child. But when I used to not be able to sleep, like when I was in uh, high school, I would um, I would recite Cable Guy in my head. I would like watch the movie in my head to like fall asleep. 
That's so kids these days. They have their fucking little Netflix phones. They don't know yeah, anything they just about put on this a podcast, and they just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, they don't know anything about the woes of writing a movie in your head because you saw it last week and don't know when you'll be able to see it again. Because you're hoping that every time you check, a, like for the listeners, when I when I say this movie was on HBO all summer long, I mean it was just one of those heavy rotation movies. So if you weren't watching HBO, but you were watching something that kind of sucked, or you were coming inside from uh, riding bikes or whatever, you'd be like, I would be like, let's just see what's currently on HBO. Yep. And if and you would be like, ooh, it's a movie I know. Or if it wasn't a movie you knew, but you can tell that it was sort of the ending, you'd be like, okay, well, let me catch the last 12 minutes of this movie yep. and see what's starting next. You're like, oh, credits? Fuck yeah, that means yes. something's starting. Uh, the amount of movies I've watched on HBO, we were an HBO family, uh, like from the middle on. Oh, yeah. And then, and then you years later watch the beginning of the movie and you barely remember it. My oh. HBO movies were like, um, um, what was it? The Last Dragon was one. I am the last one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, Killer Clowns from Outer oh, wait, Space no. was one. Excuse me. I was doing Dragonheart. You're thinking you were doing Dragonheart. I didn't want the, to correct you. No, no, please. The Last Dragon was it's the on. Capoeira movie. Uh, no. Oh, no, uh, you're wrong. That's only the strong. Only the strong, which was on HBO a ton. That was another one. But the last dragon is Bruce Leroy. Yes. <laughs> Who's the master? Show enough. I fucking love that movie too. And I love Only the Strong. Hey, maestro. Banana way. <laughs> banana banana <laughs> way, banana. <laughs> I, I, this feels like uh, sophomore year of college where you're like, all right, let's bond with the roommates. <laughs> what movie lines do you guys know? <laughs> it's a podcast where two guys. Oh, my anyway, God. Anyone who says podcasts are just two men with facial hair saying movie lines to each other, you're wrong. You're not right. <laughs> Shut up. Man, I remember being in, I can't believe that this, per, I remember being a freshman in college and me and my roommate were obsessed with Tenacious D, the Tenacious D show, the HBO show. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jack Black. And uh, it was like when I had just been getting into like Mr. Show and like my friend showed me Mr. Show and then like Tenacious D. I like I like torrented like the six episodes of the HBO show and me and my roommate were obsessed with it. And I remember there was this girl that I like ended up dating my girlfriend in college for like a year and a half, my freshman and sophomore year of college. And that when I first met her um, before we were like dating, before when we were kind of flirting and I remember we went to like the dining room and was sitting we, me and my roommate were sitting with her and her roommate and we were trying to be funny and we were just the entire time s quoting back and forth tenacious D show lines like, <laughs> damn it, Kyle, would you kick it one time? Whatever that kind of stuff. And I cannot believe that girl fucked me and dated me for a year and a half. <laughs> Shout out to Lauren Cucinata. She's a good one. I'm sure there's tons of comedy people who got their start making people laugh by just like I would oh, never yeah. I stand up when I was like 12 and would make my parents laugh by doing like, you know, like Eddie Murphy. Got, uh, I'm not going to do the impression I was doing when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> G.I. Joe swimming underwater. Going to find out where the bubbles came from. Like I used to do that shit. And it was funny because I was a kid. And then like when you get to be in your teens like for me in my high school period was like if you you had to be able to quote the simpsons relentlessly to talk to anyone like i took a 250 question like 
Simpsons quiz that was handwritten on loose leaf by like one of my weirdest <laughs> friends. And then to be in the Simpsons fan club. One of that your was- weirdest friends? <laughs> Really? Actually, in hindsight, that the one that wrote that quiz uh, went to Columbia Law and is now a uh, oh, highly paid him. lawyer in New York. So he's actually probably one of my least weird friends. Oh, uh, in hindsight, at the time, I thought that was weird. I'm and talking he- about this, like sitting in the dining hall and literally for an hour not saying anything other than tenacious D quotes. <laughs> it's like sh- I- I'm. It's my spine twists in a knot when I think about that day. I remember it vividly. Oh, I. I'm still on a text thread with the eight guys I lived with junior year and senior year of college. We've I've been off of it twice due to some Trump support from a couple of the guys, and, and not just Trump support, but oh like cartoonish. Like I'm I'm wealthy. I live in Canada uh, in Connecticut, and this and I'm worried about Hunter's laptop or whatever. You know, just like oh the most boy. obnoxious shit. And we are recording this before election day, so if I've been shot in the street by one of my college roommates uh, since then, you know what this is about. If you were shot on Fifth <laughs> Avenue by Donald Trump. <laughs> himself yeah good Folks, luck trying said, to bust him he warned him, us he warned us <laughs> he told us he was looking to kill us bro um and that text thread still features aqua teen hunger force south yep. park quotes yep. and inside jokes from like prank phone calls we did in college that of course we brought to after we did a prank phone call one night we riffed on that inside joke like at every party we were at to the point where <laughs> I graduated college in 04. Like, I'm, this is like 16 <laughs> years later. These guys are like, uh, we're quoting old viral videos and fucking Aqua Teen Hunger Force episodes to each yeah. other as comedy. And it's like, that shit just doesn't go away. Yeah. And I, I get Do you remember sh- the last time something was funny was when we used to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it's weirdly kind of true. I haven't picked up anything new along the way. (laughs) Yeah, nothing's been as good as Aqua Teen Season 2. Sorry. No time to check out any of these shows you keep mentioning, Gabrus. But yeah, dudes dudes do that. Oh, God. Fuck. It's weirdly like that talent show shit where, like, one kid will like be play an actual guitar. A girl will actually sing. And then like a group of popular guys will half ass do karaoke and uh, lip sync to a song and yep. then win. Yep. I know this from experience. Cause that's, I won my senior year and that is just, uh, you're oh, just you like were one of the lip syncers. Yeah. Oh, we did Michael Jackson through the years again. It was 2000. <laughs> we had no idea. <laughs> Just a group of young boys singing all the hits of a famous pedophile f- for a room full of children. Oh, my God. High school talent shows were like, who can make people clap the loudest? Right. It was just like like the big thing that happened my senior year. I hosted it. We won. And then another group of guys tried to sing Pennywise's Bro Him. But they wanted to bring mm. – they, they said their band had 35 people in it so they could have like every one of their friends up there. And the teacher's like – no, six people maximum in a group for the sake of c- controlling this. And then they were like, all right, Clint. They like telling everyone, like, when we start singing Pennywise, bro him, everybody get on stage. All right. <laughs> it was like, this cool, like, we thought was the coolest shit ever is that people, like, 11 people rush the stage to a go, like, raise an oh. act of defiance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fucking embarrassing. Jump back to Jack Black. Great, great early Black doing peak Jack. Jack Black was one of those guys that I always 
was able to keep track of because I watched all those movies growing up and I was always like, oh, I recognize this guy's in a lot of these. Yeah. But for a lot of people, when he popped after Tenacious D, when he kind of came into the scene and became big, and then you retroactively watch a bunch of 90s movies and be like, Jack Black was working. He's in Waterworld. Like he's in like some random yeah, ass he's shit. He's in that- uh, what's that airborne, the the roller skating movie? Mitchell the, the Goose Goosen, uh, waves six, no, seven feet, spitting like a washing machine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did he just call race? you an article of women's clothing? Uh, Mookie, by the way, I think we stumbled upon another HBO movie that we forgot. Airborne yep. was on HBO Absolutely. relentlessly. I know that, again, uh, I know that movie by heart. Seth Green, Jack Black, yep. Mitchell the Goose Goosen. <laughs> Did he just call you a piece of ladies' underwear? It took us later in life. Me and my brothers were talking about that movie because it was another movie we were upset, and we were aggressive skaters, as it was mm. called uh, in uh, the mid '90s. We had grind plates and uh, you know Bauer S seven bearings, playing street hockey and shit. But mm. something Don't that know movie what that, any always, that means, yeah, <laughs> not a lot of people do. Uh, I'm not positive I do. Uh, one of the things that movie so we I was reminded of is like. It is, this is so specific to Airborne, but it's crazy that he like forgets his rollerblades. And then when his mom sends them, he's like, something I should have never left in California. And he like straps on. It's like, you're moving to, you can't bring your surfboard. You should have packed your roller. (laughs) There's definitely going to be concrete in Michigan or wherever the movie takes place. Sorry. Um, That's my, (laughs) that's what I'm doing. I I truly barely remember anything about that movie. It was such a long time ago. Um, Uh, I know way too much about it. That's it. That's all That's I was going to say. That's <laughs> I'm done. I stepped okay. on that. Wait, but I know so much. <laughs> but I know. But watching no, no, Jack, you talk. But watching Jack Black in this, he's so... He, he does Jack Black... It's peak Jack Black before he's off the leash completely. Yes. And he's in a movie where he's got a small enough role and he's doing the high fidelity character. Yes. But not full-blown... Uh, not as heavy as uh, high fidelity or as heavy as he'll go on to do in like school of rock yes. and shit. That, but that's it's like a, Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say, but it, watching it in this, I'm like, fuck, this is like how you guest star in a movie. Oh yeah. Like, this is how you pop from getting five, three line scenes in a movie. Well, this is, this is like around the time too, where like I started to real, this is like around my Mr. Show tenacious D um, Ben Stiller show where it's like, Oh, oh Ben Stiller put his buddies in the movie. So Jack Black's in there. Uh, all the Janine Garofalo, Andy Dick, and Bob Odenkirk are all in Cable Guy. Right, right. Um, uh, and then they were all on Ben Stiller's show. A lot of those guys show up on Mr. Show. Like it, it was one of those where, like, oh, you didn't even I didn't even realize until I moved to LA. It was like, oh, they were all friends and they were making different shows. Like Paul F. Tompkins is on is on the Tenacious D show. Yes. And and, uh, and uh Mr. Show. Yeah, yes. it's so fucking wild. I- I talk about this a lot on the podcast, but I had this like breakthrough when I was like 15 or 16 that like a director has like, I think it was specifically Martin Scorsese. It's like, oh, he's made other movies. And if I like one of his movies, maybe taste wise, I might like some of his other movies. It's like that simple thing where you unpack it, where it's like, oh, this is a guy who Ben Stiller has worked with a bunch. They probably have a similar sense or a similar take or similar. I might like their stuff if I like this one guy's thing. And it's like building your own algorithm, I guess, uh, when you're a kid of just like, oh, shit, I love this. And retroactively finding that out, too, where you're like. Oh, I love Jack. I love Tenacious D. It's like, oh, did you know the guy who uh, that was the guy from this? You're like, oh, fuck. Yes. Yes. And then your <laughs> mind splits apart. 
And you're like, no way. Who else has done things that yeah. were multiple things before? Um, I fucking love, uh, I love the medieval time scene in this. Incredible. It's a classic set piece. You can't go to medieval times without thinking of this. Of course. I've and never be- been, but I've always wanted to go because of this movie. My wife took me for my birthday one year because of this movie. Wow. And it's like, how do you not scream like, Red Knight, you're going down. Yeah. Like all that shit. And I think the Let scene. Let the games begin. Sorry. We must fight to the death. Uh, this scene is so fun. A lot of great shit, especially with Garofalo. But I think going back to what you were saying before, the reality and the sort of heightening of this scene when the guy puts him on the horse, he goes, just hurry up and get on the horse. I don't think he's fucking around or I don't think he's messing around. And you're like, oh shit, Jim Carrey, uh, the cable guy has power over multiple people, which is such a wild moment where it reveals like sort of like, it's like John Wick where it's like, we're all uh, work at the intercontinental now. You're like, wait, what? Everyone's an assassin. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and and that's like, and you, and then you find out those knights are his like preferred customers at the end. Oh, and then of course the fucking coolest thing about this whole movie is this through line of this like murder trial. The Menendez, the Menendez brother kind of. The the salmon stands sweet. The, (laughs) the twin, the twin, uh, uh, kid actors who played by Ben Stiller from double trouble, (laughs) from double trouble. He did it. Um, uh, and with, with like. A pretty cool payoff at the end of the movie, too. Yes. And let's let's talk about that, because this is 96. Is this this is post OJ? Because I feel like uh, OJ was 95 or 96 because it was my sixth grade dance. OJ was like or, 92, 93. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong about it. No, maybe. No, I'm I, I no, I, I might be wrong about that. Uh, maybe it was, it was like 94. 94 95, it was 94. Yeah. So it was before this. But it for uh, my people my age, the OJ thing was like we didn't have the Kennedy assassination or anything. So OJ was like the first thing that kind of was on TV collectively and sort of playing with that, with the, with the Sam sweet brothers uh, and mapping that over the course of the whole thing of like, this is going on in the background. And it is that we are And it kind of demonstrates the power of television, which we don't talk about that much anymore, but it's like, we're all sharing that experience of that trial, right? It's like, that rarely happens anymore, but like we have fucking like Tiger King, uh, Game of Thrones to a degree. There's like these things yep. that get like caught up in the public where it's yes, sort of like The Bachelor. Big, yeah, The Bachelor. We just kind of are when it's happening, it's what people are talking about. Yeah. And it used with three channels, it used to happen way more. And just mapping that where it's like weirdly that murder trial is bringing America together. Yes. It's like something it's like all our shared experience. It's like it's like a nationwide thunderstorm where it's the small talk guaranteed small talk, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And and it's played for this movie in such a funny fuck I mean, me and my brothers say, I keep quoting me and my brothers cuz we grew up watching this movie and they're the only people that I talk to currently. <laughs> and we're like uh, and we're just on the phone and, and we're always we're always just like they were speaking a foreign language. I think it was Asian. They seem to look foreign. They were Asian. Yeah, Asian. Like the guy, we even knew when we were 14 that it's like Asian's not a language. Like we love that shit coming up so hard. Oh, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's like, 
I would say if anyone who's listening to this hasn't seen this movie, go see it. Go watch it, rent it, buy it. It's it's a classic. Oh, I guess, yeah. I'm and, assuming everyone listening has well, seen this movie, but it came out 24 years ago. And, and it, people didn't, people don't like it, which I think is a tech, because it's like what we were saying before, where it was like, it was Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and then Cable Guy. And Cable Guy was the one where they were like, this movie's bad. Which is like, it's the best one of all of them. Right. It's got the hardest staying power because it's the one that isn't like a, you know, first thought kind of shallow, insane, goofy comedy. Yes. I watched Which Ace is Ventura. also why you wouldn't, uh, sorry, which is also why you wouldn't like it if you're riding off Ace and those movies. And of then you course. go like, oh, this is going to be the next one in the same run of things. You're going to be like, oh, this is like weirder and sadder than I thought it was going to be. Of course. And then it's like the one you hear that a couple people are like, it's actually like pretty funny and dark or whatever. I, I almost sometimes don't like it when people call that movie dark. Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it's like a straight up funny comedy. Like, I think because it was, not as broad and a little deeper than um, dumb and dumber, <laughs> than dumb and dumber, I guess than like people call it dark. I mean, I guess it's like dark in that, like he had a fucked up past and it's like a little, you, you feel a little sad for him, but like, I don't know. I always thought it was weird when people called that a dark comedy. I feel like a dark comedy is like, you know, um, well now I'm not going to fucking think of one cause I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> Uh, search party. I mean, that's a TV series, but still. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, ju- but just that, like, that, um, I don't know. For some reason, that always felt weird to me. But yeah. I don't necessarily disagree. I also think sometimes it's like the color scheme of it is dark. The lighting that's, is dark. <laughs> that's literally what I was going to say. I was yeah. going to say, I think a lot of people call it that because it's visually dark. Like, yeah. the advertising was like, all midnight blue and black and like all the scenes are dimly lit. Even uh Broderick's apartment is depressing as fuck yes. like inside there. I'll, there's hardly any like daylight scenes. It's a, it's a very weird, it's weirdly visually dark in this movie, which, which I think lends itself to people being like, it's a dark comedy. Also, I'm trying to think of other dark comedies in the background here. And it's so embarrassing that I can't, uh, I know, is, uh, like I, I don't know, like would uh, like would Fargo be like a dark comedy? Yes, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call it a comedy, but that's certainly a dark. The the comedy in it is dark. Uh, what's the uh, Four Lions? Like that's a dark comedy. Uh, I can't think of uh, Four I'm Lions. Think, four Lions. It's about like four. I. Uh, like Al Qaeda terrorists, uh, and it's it's pretty funny. I, I highly recommend checking it out. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard uh, of it. Four Lions. Yeah, it's really good. And then while and this, while I'm just recommending insane movies. Have you ever seen Clown with a K? No. It's like a it's like a Swedish curb your enthusiasm. It's like a Nordic one of those countries, Switzerland, Sweden, whatever, Denmark. The, and they are. Uh, it's like their curb, but it's like a hard R rating and it's like the movie version. And it was maybe the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie in a oh, long wow. time. I highly recommend. I'm it's writing like, it down. It's like K-L-O-V-N or K-L-O-W-N. Oh, wow. It's not a horror movie and there's two of them. And I, I the first one is so fucking funny. It's unlike anything I've seen. And that that is my mind of dark comedy where it's like uh, eighth grade is maybe a dark comedy because it's like cringy or something like sure, that. Okay. Yeah. Or it's like coming of it. Who knows? Uh, I'm sh- activate the Twitter uh, base. Yell at me and Mookie for what it is. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, I also think that like dark comedy is like, I-, I don't know how you, I think you can classify comedy as comedy because it's funny and it makes you laugh. Right. Or that's you can a classified binary, drama. Like- but I mean, like dark, I think is like, 
I don't know. I think it's subjective. Oh yeah, that's way more like obviously it's not like you would have to be like we were going for dark here. You know what I mean? Like it would you would have to someone would have to tell me. I was just Uh, watching. um, I just I'd never seen Rosemary's Baby, and I just watched that for the first time, Uh, and it like didn't feel like a horror movie to me. It was like I think somebody made a movie about a lady, made a drama movie about a lady having Satan's baby, and like it. It had people were scared by it. And so they classified it as a horror movie. And now it's like classified as the end all be all the first and best horror movie ever made. And it, it didn't feel like that to me. Yeah, no, it, it is like more of a psychological thriller. If it's we're going to like parse. Yeah, uh, I one thing I did speak, go, jump back to Cable Guy that I looked up. I thought Ben Stiller wrote and directed it or Judd Apatow wrote it. And he directed. I thought it was someone I knew. And when I looked up the credit, it was. Lou Holtz Jr., no relation huh? to, yeah, don't know this guy, no relation to the football coach, but he was like a lawyer. It's his only credit on IMDb. Whoa. It, he's like a lawyer who just saw a cable guy in someone's house or like in an apartment building late at night and was like, that's weird. And Whoa. then just wrote a whole movie about it. And I, I'm, I'm positive it probably went through like, it was probably closer to a single white female. On the first draft, and yeah. then like some Ben Stiller is like, oh, this could be a comedy, or if J- I'm sure Jim Stiller Carrey. took a pass. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Carrie took a pass. He's Hell at yeah. like, he's at like you know nine digit fucking. <laughs> uh, he's at like nine figure uh, contracts at that at this point in his game. He's probably getting guaranteed EP credit on every movie he gets. I want to meet. I want to meet Jim Carrey so that I can tell him that I like the Cable Guy. That is my entire. I want to know what he says when I and if if I ever get to say that to him. I know Apatow did do work on it, and Apatow is also from Long Island, so that's my my plan if I ever meet Judd Apatow is that <laughs> – and it's a little even more doable than Carrie, and it still hasn't happened. And, and hey, that's, th- my- <laughs> that's where he met his wife, Leslie Mann. Oh, I – wait. They met on that set, or yes. did he get – oh, my God. that's She's so good. She's so um, – she's the perfect oh, – I, I love this fucking – she's such good casting in this movie. Uh, and in, she, I mean, she would go on to play this part or something similar a hundred more times, but <laughs> this is a little understated. This is a little like, it's a, I will say even like straight man stuff there, there's that scene where like you meet her first in the movie and Matthew Broderick's doing the spiel that, uh, the cable guy told him to say where he's like, yes. I don't listen to you. I tell you what you think. And then they cut to her and she's just like making a face and she's like, Oh, um, Okay. And yeah. it's really good. It's like good yeah, acting. He's like, he's like, yeah, you can come by and check out the new place if you want. I don't care. And walks away. And the look yeah. on her face, she's like, uh, it's like, oh, that Sleepless works. in Seattle's on cable. <laughs> I love that well, movie. That might be another reason why people might not, uh, young people might not have seen this movie is because like so much is inherent on understanding how cable works or live television. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when he's Broadcast the programming. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he, and then when she comes over to watch, uh, Sleep is in Seattle and the TV doesn't work. And then uh, uh, he goes to call him and after he hits two buttons, he knocks on the door. And then there's that cool shot of him looking over at the door and the little dolly shot. Yeah. And then he goes over and he goes, hi, <laughs> is there a problem with your service? <laughs> hey, what was the deal with the cut cable? That was just for effect. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you uh, call when you need something. Need something. <laughs> Uh, now we're um, like you were like me and my roommate. 
Yeah, we're doing it. Uh, except we don't have to worry about. Same with those no two one's girls. trying to fuck us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get wait, that out of the way. We don't have to worry about that. Finally, now we can just cut loose and scream the lines. Um, <laughs> while we're talking about uh, embarrassing uh, sort of sexual moments, mm. I'll talk about how I asked my dad because. I was a little comedy nerd and I loved Simpsons and I loved uh, Cable Guy and shit like this. And there's always a lot of references that I didn't understand because they were written by 40 year old Harvard guys or whatever. So I'd always right. be like, Dad, what is, why does Bart have like a bowler hat in this eye? Oh, it's called Clockwork Orange. Got it. What? And then a specific one was in this I think movie. I know what you're going to say. I think I know you're going to say. I'm going to say, Oh, Billy, when he does oh, Midnight okay. Express. And I had no idea what that was in reference to, but I did think it was really funny. So, of course, because of this movie, me and my brothers are con- whenever one- the other guy's in the car, the other one has to come up to the outside of the car, lift their shirt up, put their tit on it, and go, "Oh, Billy!" Oh, Billy! <laughs> and he's like doing that weird. It's and then eventually, I was driving with my in my car in my dad's car with him in shotgun, and I'm like, "Dad, what movie is that from?" And he starts explaining Midnight Express. To, and I'm like, whatever, I'm 14 when this movie comes out, 13, whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's in, he's in a Turkish prison because of hash and blah, blah, blah. But his girlfriend comes to visit him and she puts her uh, boob up on the glass because he is, all he cares about is sex. He's like become, uh, and he's like over explaining to me, but he starts talking about like a boob on the glass and how he jerks off. Uh-huh. And I'm a kid and I'm like, oh my God, this, I'm going to get a boner. So I like start like squirt, <laughs> I like start squirming in my seat and like trying to look out the window. And my dad does the thing that I don't think any parents ever supposed to do. He's like, what do you get? What are you getting wood over there, Johnny? What do you got wood? Oh my god. And it god. just shattered me to the degree where that was the last day I spoke to my dad about anything remotely sexual. Oh <laughs> like, my god. I was just like I, I was so happy that shortly after this search engines would be invented that I would not have to go to my dad for reference questions. That's cuz I was going to say that's not something I ever would talk to my dad about to begin with. And if I asked, he wouldn't tell me like we're like the family that like we don't talk about anything even remotely taboo, even if it's not sexual. So it's like I was shocked even that your dad would be like, and then she puts a tit on the glass and he jerks off like I might we we wouldn't even get close to there. <laughs> oh, that's that's par for the course in the Gabriel's house growing up was raunchy R rated talk. But that blew my mind. And I was like, oh, that's such a deep cut reference to this movie that I don't know anything about. Yes. But I was like, it made me, again, <laughs> like your uh, Ben Stiller show, uh, like then, then I wanted to be like, well, now I want to see the movie Midnight Express because they're parroting it in a movie I like a lot. And then that kind of, the shit we're talking about between the Simpsons, the Martin Scorsese thing, and this whole thing, this like kicked off my like love of movies or my spectrumy need to uh, my uh completionist attitude to like see every movie and follow the expansion out of yep. like oh well that dp is really good now let me see oh he also got to direct his own movie let me see what he yep. did like that shit that just breaks you and that did it to me i went and saw midnight express way too young as a kid did not like it was really <laughs> upset by the movie but uh wait but during that you were screaming i think i know which part you were going to talk okay, about I was, was there a, a ref- different part and I think that there's a different part that's like a sexual joke. And I think, and I'm embarrassed to say this, I think I still don't get exactly what it means to this day. Oh, okay. Let's unpack. Maybe so when he, maybe I can so when you. he, um, when that morning after the karaoke party and they're having breakfast and he tells her that he tells Matthew Broderick that the girl he hooked up with was a, a hooker that he paid. 
Yeah. And then he goes, he goes, yeah, I tested her out myself about a week ago and I'm healthy as a horse, not a drip. (laughs) And I don't know what not a drip means. Okay. I do know also because I asked and I learned that some STDs will cause you to have like a fucking nasty drip coming from the tip of your dick. Like, uh, like a, uh, like uh, uh, an infection that is pussy that comes out of your urethra. Like okay, that's got it. so like, Oh, gr- I, th- I, at least that's what my father told me back then too. But that's not a drip. Oh, that whole scene not is so drip. uncomfortable. Even, and watching it now, knowing what, when she's like, Hey, huh? and they're like flirting for a second at the party. She's like, it's so loud in here. I'm like, Oh no, Broderick. No, it's like another layer of power. It's like fucking the yes. Kremlin and Trump. It's like, go in there, piss on him and we'll have this forever. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Oh great. And another, and another great Broderick moment in that is when he goes, uh, when he takes the Polaroid of him with the hooker and then they're at the dinner with, uh, with, her uh with his family yeah and he goes well i'd hate to have to show robin this and he shows him the picture and he goes and matthew brother goes bastard and then puts his hand over his <laughs> yeah, mouth yeah. really funny it's so fucking funny <laughs> bastard the password is nipple <laughs> the idea that nipple is so yeah. sexual too was so funny to me as a kid nipple uh, the password. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that to my mother. Oh, come on, Steve. And they all love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, just listen. Yeah. They're <laughs> and that is weirdly a horror movie. And also, you, you, you yeah, said it, right. right? You, you just mentioned, uh, you just mentioned um, Rosemary's Baby. This scene is like Rosemary's Baby, where it's like Rosemary, you're like Matthew Broderick. You're being weird now. You know what I mean? Like you're not yes. seeing like. And it is that kind of like what is real anymore type of vibe that like these movies, like those horror movies will give you. And it's fun to see in a comedy of like him disassociating from reality and shit. It adds like a whole nother layer to it. Yes. And like manages to be like funny and silly and Jim Carrey E the whole time. Yes, it is. That's the other thing. Good call Mookie. The other thing that's really fucking interesting about this movie is we're talking about how it's, it's, doing all this interesting shit. It is really funny. And it is objectively a Jim Carrey movie. Yes. Like it is not like he's playing off type in a way. He's just got a better, richer backstory to allowing him to just, it's almost like if like at one point, Ace Ventura tone Loke just like pulls Sean Young aside and be like, look, he watched his parents kill each other when he was like 11. (laughs) So, you know, like just some weird dark justification where your father strangled his mother with a Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) (laughs) His dad went looking for their lost dog and never came home. And his mom committed suicide. (laughs) Hug himself, hug herself with a Hawaiian shirt. Um, has, has Jim Carrey come close to cable guy ever again in your book? Hmm. I don't think he has. I, I mean, I'll always say no, but like, I'm trying to think of even like what was really, cause I mean, other than like, I mean, when's the last time he made like a really good comedy? I'm like, you know, me, myself and Irene was like really silly, but I think that's like Ace Ventura level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think me, myself and Irene is maybe like latest uh, co- funny comedy movie of his. I like I like the Truman Show. He's good in that, but that's not. It's not the same as Cable Guy. Not yet. I think Cable Guy is still his best performance. He hasn't gotten another great chance at something 
like yes. this. I think. Uh, I mean, Man on the Moon. Who gives a fuck? Like, right. Any anything where like the story coming out before the movie is like how into the character the actor became is um, it starts to become a slight turnoff for me. Yes, I mean <laughs> you you'll never get me to say that there was anything uh, he did anything better than that. And, no, and I, I don't. And I and I don't. I wish it makes me so mad sometimes that people don't know. Yeah, it makes me really it, mad. <laughs> it, that's what I took away from this. You saying that I I guess I never even thought like even when you took that moment to be like. Uh, and if you haven't seen this, make sure you I'm like, oh, right. There's a chance someone hasn't seen someone is going, oh, that guy from Kidding and Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. He's my favorite. <laughs> like, no. Or like, you know, whatever. I watched Ace Ventura like maybe a couple years ago and I'm not trying to be a hater, but like I don't it's not. I mean, it's fun in some parts, but like it's stupid. It's dumb. Uh, dumb and Dumber holds up better than yes, Ace Ventura. Agreed. Dumb and Dumber is still funny. Ace Ventura has got some funny parts, but it is dumb. And it, I'm the last person to arrive at any like woke condemnation. But the ending of the movie being like everyone has made out with like a <laughs> trans person. Yes, and, and they're, they're all furious about it. And spitting, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like uh, even why like oh yeah, that is a little weird. But yeah, Dumb and Dumber better than that. But Cable Guy being Jim Carrey's best. And looking back on his resume, not that much shit. Right. He's like a Daniel Day-Lewis once every five years kind of guy, except he doesn't get nominated for Oscars. (laughs) He's like a Daniel Day-Lewis kind of guy, except he trades in comedy, which is harder because uh, the uh, binary of... Like Daniel Day-Lewis, I think that's pretty much an oil man. I think that's pretty much a uh, masochistic uh, dress designer. But with Jim Carrey, you're like, that's not funny. <laughs> like, sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> you failed at what you were going for. It's very it's not- clear to me that that is not funny. Man, <laughs> right? I'll tell you what. Daniel Day-Lewis should do a comedy. And I'm serious because don't you think, this is what I think. I think that, um, I think that, Actors who do comedy are better than like comedians who do drama. I think 100%. when someone's like, a, I think when an actor is like a good actor, they can just go and like they're good enough. Like, well, I'm trying to think of examples, but like for some reason, the first example that's coming to mind is like that movie, um, The Nice Guys or whatever. Oh, I love that movie. Where it's just like Gosling and Russell Crowe. And Russell Crowe, where you're just like, those guys are funny because like they're good actors and they know how to do that. Or or like, you know, even just like uh, maybe bad example, but like Big Lebowski or something like that. You know what right. I mean? Like, I, I think the Coen brothers do it, uh, do a great example of like name any of their movies. Yes. They have like six drama and P.T. Anderson, P.T.A. too. They have like six heavy hitter drama guys, drama people that are fucking hysterical in yes. these movies. Also a huge guy for me who I really love um his first like half of movies and then but um Alexander Payne is another guy who like Yes, yes, uh, who has like, like real actors being very funny. Yes, yes, like Citizen Ruth and About Schmidt and Election and Side so Election, good. another Broderick, a great Broderick, um, oh, like yeah. straight actory, but like really good comedic performances. Election is one of oh, my favorites. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I love the Descendants. I know that's a little further down the road, uh, the Clooney one, but that I really dig that. Yes, that was where I started to maybe. I didn't love that movie. Sideways is like one of my favorite movies. I've like 
all of my friends, I've like barked this at them for like years now, but I think that movie is so perfect and so funny and so like brutal and sad. And I think that movie is so good. And I, that's another movie that makes me mad because I think people think it's about like wine snobbery and it's like about these two fucking losers. And one of them is a wine snob. And I think it's so good. I love that movie. And you just, made me want to rewatch it that's another movie i've watched like a hundred times and it's extremely (laughs) rewatchable it's really good like i do think guys like kurt russell who is like maybe not even considered a great actor but the dude pops in comedies when he gets the chance you know what i mean like it's guys like that and uh to use your ddl reference phantom thread is kind of funny at points and if you had just like a strong comedy writer or director giving ddl getting ddl to do comedy i would fucking watch that shit yeah and that you saying fucking nice guys i love that movie so much and it is it's truly funny and it's like of course these handsome fucking talented fucks are also funnier than me and it drives (laughs) me up a fucking wall it's like come on dude let me have this at least it's like oh john ham is fucking hysterical cool that's gonna make me excited well it's also like also i don't know that that's like I think there's a difference between like comedic acting and like being a comedian. Like they're both funny. Like, you know, uh, Russell Crowe can make me laugh in nice guys, but like not in the same way that like you make me laugh when you're on comedy bank. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Russell Crowe is not. I don't think Russell Crowe can do that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. They're both that- funny. I'm both laughing. <laughs> One of them is like an immediate visceral, like this is just for, this is just for laughing. Right, right. And then one is, uh, we've both thrown phones at reporters and uh, had to deal with the outcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, dude, tell my listeners a little bit about the pod. Oh boy. Thank you for the platform. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, of course, man. Um, uh, I have a podcast. It's called You Are Worthy with Lil Mookie B. Um, I would say if you want to follow me on social media, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, I'm Lil Mookie B, L-I-L-M-O-O-K-I-E-B. I've been doing these TikToks for the last eight months or so, um, <laughs> basically just making fun of people who are on TikTok, which is a wasteland of people trying to get laid and trying to look cool. And it's disgusting and it's it's beautiful and it's and you've, grabbed, and, and you've grabbed that vibe by its uh, balls. I think you ha- really have it nailed down. The sort of pseudo oh, sensitive, the pseudo like I that sort of like pop fem- feminism that like young dudes get in like the feminism where <laughs> they just are trying to get put. They're using feminism just to get pussy like that, which is the most degrading way to do of that. Course. But like, and I, saying shit that they would never say or have never done. And, uh, you know like filming themselves, like buying McDonald's for a homeless guy or something. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. (laughs) Playing acoustic acoustic guitar and be like, if I'm your man, this is the kind of night you can expect. Yes. Yes. Or, or like in the hypothetical situation of a guy coming up to you um, and grabbing your ass, here's what I would do if that happened. And it's going to be perfect and seamless and flawless in a (laughs) situation. And then every comment is like, and then, you know, everyone on TikTok. Is like, why can't I find a man like this? And it's like, no, that even if you found that guy, he's not like that. This is just a video. I know nothing about TikTok. I'm not on it. I, I'm afraid of it. I don't fuck with it. It is a <laughs> lot of people gassing each other's heads up, right? Like yeah. there is a lot of that. Is it less toxic than like 
Instagram and because I know there's a lot of like roast videos where people watch someone else's TikTok and sort of mimic mock it or whatever. That's kind yeah. of like a I God, that's a good question. Is it worse than Instagram? Like it's, it's definitely just better than Twitter. Yeah. It's better than Twitter for sure. It's like, um, man, it's so hard to describe. It really is truly like I think there's somebody on TikTok at some point was like, because I, I also my algorithm's all fucked up now because I go through and I like videos basically that like I want to parody parody or make fun of or i didn't want to say make fun of but make fun of um and so because of what i'm liking uh, my algorithm so like my feed is a lot of like um dudes in skin tight khakis like yes. uh, uh pondering and like l- looking uh out of rainy window and shit like yes that. yes or, or, or like people people being like well, basically, th- this will this will lead to describing the podcast, but it's like TikTok is a lot of people. One big rabbit hole I went down was like people going like, I go to therapy here or I, you know, listen to some help, self-help guru or whatever. And this is what I've learned and I'm passing it on to you. And that's one thing that reminded me sort of in our world of like, um, and look, these are probably some people that you're friends with, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like people who like comedians who have a, who go to therapy uh, for, you know, two months. And now all of a sudden they're an expert on mental health and empathy <laughs> and they now do a podcast about it. Uh, that's dead serious and they don't do anything funny and they do stuff like you are brave, you are strong. And it's like, you're a comedian, right? Um, <laughs> you weren't. I think now you found a new way to make money. <laughs> and it's this insane thing that I think is a lot of TikTok where it's like, okay, so you're like a narcissist comedian who instead of just going to therapy and living your life with what you've learned from therapy and just going out into the world and using the tools that you've gained, you now have to tell everybody else what you've been doing in therapy, how they can change. You're now the therapist. <laughs> You're the empathetic ear that's listening to their problems. And, you know, it's it's just like you can't just it, it's a it's it's an entire world and country of, you know, not to get political here, but uh, <laughs> it's a whole world of people now that are just like, actually, I'm right. Actually, I'm better. Actually, I know what you need to, you know what I mean? They're all the Keith Rainieries of the world or yeah. whatever. <laughs> right, right. But, um, but that's the podcast is basically, uh, it was sort of a melding of like, I have this TikTok character, Lil Mookie B that, you know, speaks, uh, you know, adds extra words to sentences to sound smart and stuff like that. And it's like, I, it's me as myself, as a former comedian and current uh, TikTok influencer, um, <laughs> basically just like talking about what I learned in therapy and telling everybody else that they should go to therapy. And it's, I'm, uh, it's really I'm looking fun. forward to the day where the little Mookie B character gains a little too much steam and you're like... Well, guess uh, you just like the pivot to fully just becoming the thing you started to parody. You're like starting to make money here. It's like all those weird right wing guys who are like, I'm all about free speech, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually their fandom is like all QAnon heads and they're like, ah, fuck it. I'll just go full Q and have a 20K a month Patreon. (laughs) We'll see. I mean, the good thing is, is that like, I mean, my favorite thing on TikTok is when somebody is like, I can't tell if this is real or not. (laughs) I'm like, great. Perfect. Um, but I also like, I had such a like commitment thing where I was like, when I was like, uh, starting this podcast and like putting it out to distribute and stuff, I was like, oh, I'm going to put it under like the self-help 
uh, genre. <laughs> and it was like, no, you have to put this under comedy because I I would rather people come here and go, this is a comedy podcast. I'm going to laugh rather than self-help people coming and going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, right. You're, you're more likely to let more people down claiming to be self-help than yes, you are. To- yes. I'll just let but- slightly fewer people down. This way. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all podcasting Woo. really is. Trying to let down the least amount of people as possible. It's too late for my parents, so it's time to just yes. let down the listeners. And look, you know, <laughs> you know, I check the Reddit sometimes and see what people are saying about the podcast. Why would Ooh. I not? I'm insane. But I can't like, do that. Ugh, I I it's I stopped, but um I, I still feel like there were a couple of people on there being like, is this good? <laughs> Is, is this real? Is, this is a comedy? great question. Is this good? Is an even better question for people to be asking. <laughs> You're like, I, all I want to hear is, I don't know if I like it, but I can't stop listening. I'm like, yes. Who cares? Just great. keep coming back. Great. Fine. As long, yeah. As long as I get those clicks. Give me them clicks. Rate, review, and subscribe. So check out uh, Lil Mookie at Lil Mookie B on everything. And if you're a TikTok listener. This might be our first TikTok plug on High and Mighty due to my wow. pr- most of my guests being 40 plus white white men. So mm, <laughs> mm. never get any young yeah. hip influencers. Okay, like so you're going to want to go on your phone and click the little blue square that says A on it. That's the app store. Okay. <laughs> we have a weird tutorial to explain. At, like I actually <laughs> could use that to teach my mom my mom's i think listened to one episode of a podcast of mine once because my brother put it on in the living room yep she's never heard it otherwise probably for the best yep 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 i just had to (laughs) teach my mom how to subscribe to a podcast um and i was just like if you hit the subscribe button the new one will just show up whenever it's there and now she only listens to my podcast because she can't figure it out for anybody else's podcast that's all again just the clicks baby i'll make sure Uh, she gets this one <laughs> and you was- and you and uh, and 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 for the listeners, this will probably come out after this. But Gabrus, you were yes, on a very I, I funny did an episode of your. You were on a very so funny episode that is coming out in a couple weeks, and uh, maybe we might, this that might precede this one. But uh, you yeah, were, yeah, really I think funny. it will. So that'll already be out. So if you're a fan of me, start there. Yeah. Do uh, uh, you just remind me that Labkus's mom? We found <laughs> out was listening to all our Raised by TV episodes on like browser on a desktop like oh sitting God. at the desk and just like listening to it play. staring at the screen <laughs> yeah from like earwolf.com or whatever and, and what- i was like still more than my mom did <laughs> like my mom didn't even do that <laughs> i will be like i can't check my email for another hour and a half <laughs> i gotta listen to this podcast yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um well thank you mookie i'm so glad i got to scream about cable guy this Me long too, after it came out what a highlight <laughs> I th- who like- is this episode for who knows <laughs> I think it should be I think it should be a classic and truly every t- I probably watch it at least once a year and it it never it never gets bad. No, I, I'm I'm with you 100%. Everyone trust us. Check out Cable Guy. Um I think you can watch it for free on Amazon Prime right now with ads or it's like $2 to rent everywhere else. Couldn't find a free stream. Um, I'm at Gabris on all social media. Check me out on the apps. Not all social media now. I'm talking to a TikTok star here, so I'm just on Instagram and Twitter uh, and Letterboxed. You're <laughs> always you welcome. Check. You're always welcome. I'll come in. We'll do a collab. I'll point to words and uh, in my living room. Uh, it's yeah. actually on TikTok. It's called a duet. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called Okay, a well, duet. then we'll do a duet for yeah. sure, not a collab. Um, check out Action Boys, actionboys.biz, uh, both with a Z. Uh, we... Uh, 
we listen to we listen to we talk about uh, classic action movies for longer than the run times of the actual movies and then check out the Gino Lombardo show on Stitcher Premium you now listen you listen to that part yes I listen to the movie part you listen to you me the listener listens to that part and I didn't mean to interrupt your plugs but I just hey, thought no, that no, would no, be put- funny <laughs> Who, if anyone is still listening to my podcast to hear my plugs at this point, I'm hoping they're just like me and doing the dishes and forced to listen to the end of the pod because they can't get to the skip ahead time. Uh, check out the Gino Lombardo show. Promo code Gino gets you one free month on Stitcher now. Two seasons, a season and a half already on air. Check it out. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now, somewhere... Somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. <laughs> yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.